Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. We are into the final week before the big dance. We are inching ever so close to the magical tournament in March, and BetOnline has you covered with all the latest odds, totals, and props for basketball season. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and get your 50% welcome bonus using our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, BetOnline, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However and whenever it is, you may be listening. Thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Believe in Houston Texans podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because, as always, it is a podcast. Except this time it is live because we are also here on YouTube. So welcome in YouTube world. This is a bonus episode of the Believe in Houston Texans podcast here on a Friday afternoon Uh, We have news coming in just now that the Harris County prosecutors and grand jury have decided that Deshaun Watson is not going to be charged criminally for the two cases of criminal criminal sexual assault that had been brought against him back in March of 2021. So I want to break this down now because For the first time in two years, or really the first time in a year, and call it 12 months or really two football seasons, whatever you want to call it, the first time we have to start talking about the football side of the Deshaun Watson case. And if you've listened to me talk about this on Take It Easy or here on the YouTube, uh, we haven't talked about it here yet on Believe on Texans. But what I wanted to talk about is Whenever we talk about the Deshaun Watson situation, have a long-form conversation about it, because I think that the Deshaun Watson legal matter is one of the most fascinating stories we're going to see in this generation in terms of someone of fame and power and stature being faced with this unprecedented level of charges against him for essentially using massage therapists as Uber for sex. And you're seeing real victims coming forward. And by the way, more also in reporting done by Jenny Vrentas of Sports Illustrated beyond the 22 who are bringing charges against Deshaun Watson. There are more women who Deshaun Watson was also engaging in sexual harassment of who didn't bring those charges forward. We only know what we know in this situation. Having one of the five faces of the NFL and a person that every team values For the next 15 years, a player as good as Deshaun Watson was already going to leave the Houston Texans with the fallout with that organization. And then he has an unprecedented level of sexual harassment charges brought against him all while he's 26 years old and all while he holds extreme value. It's one of the most fascinating stories of this generation, this weird cross section of sports and society. And so every time we talk about this situation, it's important to divide into three groups. So we talk about the moral 
and ethical side of this issue, the legal side, and the football side. And every time we've had this conversation, we've put the football part off to the side because the football part is not important, relevant to the legal and the moral and ethical side. And so now the moral and ethical bridges are being crossed and a measure of accountability that we've been talking about for Deshaun Watson is also going to be called into question here. But today we're going to put all three of these together and the football side of it is also a moral and ethical side and the football side and morals and ethics tie into the legal situation for Deshaun Watson. So we talked about last month on Take It Easy that this was the most likely outcome according to legal experts. People who had background information on the case and had been following it for the past 12 months suggested that Deshaun Watson was not going to be charged with criminal sexual assault. And the reason for that is that the bar for criminal sexual assault is incredibly high in the state of Texas relative to the rest of the country. It's a high bar in the first place, but it seemed from the cases that were being brought about that Deshaun Watson committed lewd acts or sexually harassed women at, in a professional setting, but the high bar for crossing into sexual assault seemed to have not occurred, or at least it was more likely than not that this was going to be the outcome. And so while he is uh, being uh, examined and taking his deposition for uh, nine of the criminal, or sorry, nine of the civil suits, which again, for just quick legal background, a civil suit, which is the 22 that are bringing, that are being brought on Deshaun Watson, the 22 uh, civil suits are only needing to be proven more likely than not that Deshaun Watson has probable cause. If criminal sexual assault charges had been brought on Deshaun Watson, it would have gone to trial, you know, trial of your peers, have to be proven innocent, or proven guilty, or innocent until proven guilty, 100% certainty that the person is guilty. The, the standard thing we think of in court. Civil is you're, you need to be proven culpable or responsible and you get financial damages when you go to civil court. And so Deshaun Watson was never going to have his freedoms taken away from a civil court case. He was going to end up paying out uh, a settlement ultimately, or it would go through depositions and people would get to give their testimony in the case. So today, Deshaun Watson went through nine dep or depositions in nine of his cases. And for about three plus hours, Deshaun Watson pled the fifth every single time that he was asked a question. He was not going to incriminate himself in this situation. This was obviously the result of his, le his legal advice, hence why Deshaun Watson has only posted one thing on his Twitter in the last year, is that Deshaun Watson is not going to incriminate himself in this situation by speaking on the matters the way that it seemed like Trevor Bauer was a little more loose about when he was talking about his legal situation. Now, he was more quiet than he would normally be, but Trevor Bauer was going on Twitter and his YouTube and talking about the case a little bit more aggressively than we've seen from Deshaun Watson. It's just a matter of getting different legal advice. So unrelated to the criminal case today, Deshaun Watson ends up going through about three hours of deposition, and he ends up uh, not really saying anything for each of these cases. And so Deshaun Watson ultimately had in the separate from this was the criminal cases that went through a grand jury and we knew the verdict was coming today. We'd known back months ago that the verdict was coming today. 
And so now you get on March 11th, the decision that charges are not going to be filed against Deshaun Watson. So now Deshaun Watson can settle his case in the civil suits out of court and pay whatever dollar amount is worthy of Deshaun Watson to make it go away. Um, According to Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk back in December, when the trade deadline was approaching and the Miami Dolphins were trying to acquire Deshaun Watson, the Miami Dolphins requested that all 22 women settle with Deshaun Watson before they made a trade. And Deshaun Watson could, or I'm sorry, um, Rusty Harden and Tony Busby, Rusty Harden representing Deshaun Watson, Tony Busby, the lawyer representing the women, they could only get a settlement in 18 of the cases. And that wasn't enough to make the case go away. So they abandoned the settlement and passed the trade deadline and nothing happened. The Carolina Panthers, by the way, in the same Florio article, were willing to trade for Deshaun Watson, even with the criminal cases still being open against him. Deshaun Watson wouldn't waive his no trade clause to go to the Carolina Panthers. And so Deshaun Watson is still going through the civil court process now with 22 women having charges brought against him. He will ultimately settle once he can get a settlement deal with all 22. They probably won't reach a decision where a a judge has to make a ruling because they'll ultimately compromise at some amount. Usually this is the case with powerful people. When you have the resources to make something go away, you usually use those resources to go away. On a greater level of power, we've seen what Jerry Jones has had pop up over the past few weeks with uh, Rich Darumple, his fix-it guy who they paid $2.5 million to make har- um, harassment charges against the female cheerleaders go away. Uh, he paid $400,000 in the 90s for silence of the mother of his secret child. And when you have money and power, you can make things go away. Deshaun Watson, to a lesser extent, has near infinite resources to make this go away. By the way, Deshaun Watson made another $40 million last year while he was on essentially administrative leave from the Houston Texans. So he has infinite resources to make this go away. If the women settle, then this is the really complicated part of how justice gets served in this case, because ultimately Deshaun Watson is willing to come to a compromise and both sides seem willing to come to a compromise. And this isn't a bad thing. It's just difficult to quantify this because This is a really weird moral and ethical situation. And we've talked before about there are real victims in this situation. And so it's it's why it's been really important to put that football part to the side is that there are real victims here who are suing for damages. And it's more about what those damages represent more than it is the money itself. And so this is an interesting place where Deshaun, and again, this is a really deep moral and ethical situation where Everyone is evaluating their own moral and ethical standings while also understanding the situation a little better or maybe not understanding the situation a little better. I've done my best to try and figure out as much information and process my morals and ethics around this situation because I thought Deshaun Watson was one of my favorite players many, many years ago. I thought his book was quite inspirational and a great story on leadership. And also, it's important to not elevate football stars or athletes to a plateau that they don't deserve because ultimately they are people just like us. And in the case of Deshaun Watson, they're also using massage therapists for uber sex 
while they're also throwing for 5,000 yards in the NFL. These are all things that exist, and we only know what we know in these situations. And so now that the legal, uh, the criminal case has been dropped, there's no charges being brought against Deshaun Watson, which, by the way, was something that we expected to happen. NFL teams are doing the calculation of what can we get away with because the NFL is a corporation. The bottom line for the NFL is not what is morally and ethically right. It is what is perceived to be morally and ethically right. They will tread the line of what they can get away with to maximize profits to the bare minimum of public shame. Like If it starts to affect the bottom line, the NFL will start to adjust. It's why the NFL wants you to think that the NFL cares about moral and ethical standings when it comes to, say, for example, putting end racism in the end zone, or it takes all of us, but also being the, the league that has a military appreciation month and a fighting cancer awareness month and has a Walter Payton man of the year to show how great of community service leaders the league is. There wants to be a perception that the NFL has a moral and ethical standard more than it is having an actual moral and ethical standard. And the 32 NFL teams are a byproduct of this. We talk about all the time is that if you like winning is the only thing that matters. If you aren't willing to make the move, you will lose to the person who does. And there, you know, you're hired to essentially put your morals and ethics aside to assemble the best possible football team, which proposes a whole slew of questions of whether or not we want morals and ethics in our corporations and whether we should be looking to corporations for moral and ethical standards, because ultimately you want some measure of accountability for Deshaun Watson. I think more than anything else, we want a measure of accountability for Deshaun Watson. And when the legal system decides that there isn't much of an accountability and he can pay a lot of money to make it go away, maybe the way to impinge upon you know some measure of accountability is you lose a chance to make money or you lose a chance to work at this profession that is you know most of us would argue is a profession of incredibly difficult stature to reach and is a privileged position to be in in the world of just doing work but that's a whole nother conversation about what measure of accountability for deshaun watson as it relates to morals and ethics for football teams. It seemed that the criminal charges being brought against Deshaun Watson was a bar that few teams were willing to jump over. And according to Ian Rappaport in the aftermath of Deshaun Watson having criminal charges not filed against him, is that this process should speed up before the league new year on Tuesday which means that a Deshaun Watson trade could be eminent in the next five days, which suggests that the Houston Texans have had 12 months to gather trade offers from everyone and figure out who Deshaun Watson was willing to accept a trade to. Or maybe the Houston Texans, who, as I've said before, are the worst run organization in North American professional sports, maybe the Houston Texans are just going to go in in five days and say, we're just going to throw together a franchise altering trade package for a quarterback, for a player that we will never find as good of again. Like maybe that's the, the, the move that they make there, but more likely than not, they've been assembling different packages and taking offers on Deshaun Watson across the last 12 months or maybe even the last two months, because it really only takes about 
a week, or in the case of the Matthew Stafford trade, about 12 hours to assemble a deal for a quarterback of the caliber of Deshaun Watson. It really takes about a week to put such a trade together. And the Texans know exactly what they want to get. They know what the market is for him because we know what the market is for him. We, as these dumb little people talking about sports, even we understand you should get three first round picks and more for Deshaun Watson. So Houston wants to speed this process up because now most NFL teams are drawing the moral and ethical line of saying, we can get away with trading this guy now that there aren't criminal charges being brought against him. It's still going to be a negative PR hit for teams as it should be. Whoever trades for Deshaun Watson is inviting this into their inner circle and they're going to write it off as he didn't have any criminal charges being filed against him. He still has an ongoing uh, civil suit, which we either he'll have resolved by the time he gets traded or we believe will get resolved. And the NFL has given us clarity about whether or not he's going to get suspended or not, which he should because there will be a moral outrage if Deshaun Watson gets one year of paid leave in exchange for 22 plus cases of sexual harassment of massage therapists. And so you're going to see that play out. But NFL teams are making the calculation that getting that quarterback changes our entire franchise so much that we're willing to absorb the negative PR hit. Because think of all the Deshaun Watson jerseys we can sell and how much money we're going to make when we go deep into the playoffs and have a successful football team because we have Deshaun Watson as our quarterback. And by the way, the other crazy part about all of this, Deshaun Watson can dictate wherever he wants to go. Carolina aggressively wants Deshaun Watson, which is a terrible look for Tepper, who we're learning is, is a bit of an incompetent owner. Tepper wants him so bad and he's not going to get him. So he's only accepting the negative PR hits while not getting any of the benefits of actually having a better player. But I guess he's putting in the work now to hope that Watson will come there in the next, uh, Watson will play there. Whoops. Watson will play there in the next year or so. And it's probably not going to work out well for the Carolina Panthers because Deshaun Watson has a full no trade clause. He dictates exactly where he's going to go. And so what's fascinating now is that when it's a civil court case and there's, you know, 100% reason to believe Deshaun Watson is going to settle this because I said back in March of last year, as someone who's not a huge legal expert in this case, I'm like, well, obviously he's going to settle. He has infinite resources and he can make the problem go away. But then we found out it was 22 cases. All were going to go through depositions and wanted the women to have an opportunity to voice their pain and voice their stories and just have a little bit of resolve on this issue. And, you know, one of the things that's interesting about sexual harassment and sexual assault cases is that sometimes that community of victims is something that can provide strength for people as they come to terms with the situation that happened is that it's not just you. And if you read the Jenny Vrentas story on Sports Illustrated, which if you check out her Twitter account, it's it's the first article that's still there. There's a really, really, you know, heartbreaking story about women talking about how they felt guilty in this situation, that it was somehow their fault that this famous person took advantage of them 
And it's a really, really heartbreaking story that, again, brings this moral and ethical side into it, which is someone should do something about this. And while getting paid to not play football for a year is a little bit of a heartache for Deshaun Watson that he didn't get to play last year in the middle of his prime, it's not enough. I don't know exactly where the moral and ethical bar should be hit because all of this is incredibly complex. And by the way, the NFL is going to give the punishment that they can get away with. I'm not sure what that punishment is, but whatever the punishment they can get away with while not having a public relations crisis, the NFL is going to make that move on Deshaun Watson. And this is the incredibly difficult part about that is we know that the teams and and the corporations, because each NFL team is a corporation, essentially, every NFL team is not under a moral and ethical code. Now, everyone has different morals and ethics around the situation, but if everyone is presented an opportunity to acquire Deshaun Watson, everyone is going to make such a move, whether it's the Carolina Panthers or the San Francisco 49ers. The only teams that can spin this as victories for themselves are teams that already have quarterbacks, and they can spin this as we don't want to acquire Deshaun Watson, therefore we are not going to trade for Deshaun Watson because he is a sexual abuser. And so Deshaun Watson, or sorry, sexual predator, not necessarily abuser, sexual predator in this case. We're not going to make that move. By the way, this was the same strategy that the Dolphins took last year behind the scenes, which was Brian Flores being out front and saying, we have no interest in acquiring Deshaun Watson, while behind the scenes, they were actively trying to trade for Deshaun Watson, and they would have gotten him if there had been a willingness to settle out of all, or if they had gotten a settlement for all 22 cases where Deshaun Watson was going to pay whatever number it is. I don't know exactly what is being asked in the, in the settlement, but if he pays whatever amount to make it go away, and then all of a sudden he's a Miami Dolphin with Brian Flores. And so one of the things that's interesting about this is if there is no moral and ethical standard for NFL teams to abide by, and they can get away with acquiring Deshaun Watson. Now, this process is going to go incredibly quickly because the Texans have been waiting an entire year to get out from under this situation. The Texans were going to make this move last year prior to the NFL draft. And the thing that I felt certain about back then was Deshaun Watson was never going to play another game for the Houston Texans. The Texans would like to be out of this situation. Cal McNair has taken all of the negative PR hits on this situation. And the reason they did that is because Deshaun Watson is so valuable. He's one of these 15 people in the NFL who holds franchise altering value. And those players never come available. Russell Wilson, they were talking about on Tuesday, whether Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos was the biggest trade in the history of the NFL. Russell Wilson is in his mid-30s and has had two seasons of not playing top five quarterback football anymore. The last time we saw Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson was 25 years old and one of the four best quarterbacks in the NFL. And I've talked about many a times how the Houston Texans almost won a Super Bowl in 2020 because of Deshaun Watson and stability around that team, still with Bill O'Brien in charge and what was at the time Rick Smith, soon to be Jack Easterby, 
once Rick Smith ended up getting fired and Bill O'Brien took over in his first full off season, Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins for nothing and Jack Easterby took over the team and all of that stuff. Like, you know, acquired Larry, traded all their picks for Larry Tunsil, got rid of Deshaun of DeAndre Hopkins for nothing, all that stuff that tears down the Texans franchise after that. All the things that Deshaun Watson wanted to leave the franchise for before all of this happened. So now NFL teams are doing the calculation that we can absorb the hit of a civil suit because people are going to look at the not having criminal charges brought against him as a sign that Deshaun Watson is quote unquote innocent. And this is an interesting bar here because everyone has their own moral and ethical standards when it comes to this situation, especially men with a whole lot of male privilege in this situation, but everyone has their own bar here. But again, the bar for criminal sexual assault in the state of Texas is incredibly high. And the bar for criminal sexual assault across America is an incredibly high bar. And so just because Deshaun Watson crosses that threshold doesn't mean that there isn't also a lot of allegations against him that are founded that don't cross the bar of criminal. There should be some measure of accountability in this situation because there is a whole lot of nuance that needs to be applied from either criminal or not criminal. It would be easy if the world was that simple. But again, systems of always humans naturally just want systems of accountability to be taken out of their own hands. We don't want to be the accountability factor. We want to believe that there is some sort of accountability measure above all else. But laws are pretty imperfect. Morals and ethics are an incredibly imperfect standard because everyone has their own moral and ethical codes. And the same people with different moral and ethical codes are also the people who are building, uh, who are making the laws that ultimately dictate who's a criminal and who's not. But again, there's an incredibly nuanced bar in between or a nuanced spectrum of there are things that happen that don't cross the criminal threshold. And also there needs to be some measure of accountability for Deshaun Watson using massage therapists as Uber for sex in an incredibly sexually predatory way. And Deshaun Watson's not going to get a fair measure of accountability to some, and he's going to be overpunished for others. And that middle ground is unfortunately where we try to find some measure of accountability. Sometimes justice isn't delivered. I'm not sure what the bar is going to be in this Deshaun Watson situation. And by the way, he's going to go to exactly the team that he wants to go to and make an exorbitant amount of money to do it because Deshaun Watson has power over the NFL. He has power over billion dollar corporations and Deshaun Watson has infinite resources with that power. And so Deshaun Watson finds himself now in a position of power because now that the criminal charges are gone, he gets to be the first star quarterback in his prime that gets to pick the franchise that he plays for. This has never happened in the history of the NFL. A star quarterback in the middle of their prime, one of the five guys who everyone tries to get in the middle of his prime is going to get to pick the team that he wants to go to. And if you're the Houston Texans, this is the player who's going to jumpstart whatever rebuild they end up going through that we talked about on Tuesday on the Believe in Houston Texans podcast. Whatever they get in value here is going to jumpstart 
whatever rebuild they're now beginning. Because the last two years were, we, there's, you know, there's bad teams, there's mediocre teams, there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's the Houston Texans. They spent two years just getting back to a place of zero because now they at least have their draft picks for all of the shitty seasons. And the Houston Texans are going to get whatever they get from Deshaun Watson because he's a hugely valuable asset. It's not going to be equal value to what Deshaun Watson is worth, but they're going to get 70 cents on the dollar, 80 cents on the dollar, whatever teams are willing to pay in in exchange for Deshaun Watson. And it has to be a team that Deshaun Watson wants to play for, which puts the leverage in Deshaun Watson's camp and not in the camp of the Houston Texans, other than telling him to pound sand and stay. But the Houston Texans are not going to invite that situation back into their lives. It's been two years of being in purgatory in a totally unprecedented situation, and now they get a chance to move on to whatever team is willing to pay up for Watson because Watson has tons of power, tons of resources, and the no-trade clause gives him leverage. And now that his his one-year pause, I mean, one year ago last week, was when, sorry, one year ago this week was when the charges were first brought against Deshaun Watson. After his one-year pause to resolve his legal situation, Deshaun Watson is going to get traded as if it was March of 2021 all over again. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping in here to the Believe in Houston Texans podcast bonus episode here on the Believe Podcast Network and live on YouTube And uh, I assume at some point it'll also go up on the Believe Podcast Network. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And we will talk to you again on Tuesday for our weekly episode of the Believe in Houston Texans podcast, unless we have another breaking news story that we need to cut into because Deshaun Watson has been traded or something to that effect.